Welcome, Dr. Olson. It says here you've been unsettled. In this Cold War, the most dangerous weapon is information. You are the men who know the secrets. We are the men who keep the secrets. of your father's death. I was told that your father has had an accident. But that was the cover story told by the CIA. at it uh, as promised recording this one immediately after the previous review which you hopefully you've listened to because if you anything I am about continuity and you gotta listen to every single episode in this feed you want to really get it it's episode 416 movie review 119 my name is Jeff if you just clicked on this and you haven't listened to the other 400 and uh, some odd whatever podcast before and the hopefully 10,000 that have come after because it is the year 2072 right now and you're listening to this and you say I gotta get some more information about this Wormwood documentary because I gotta I'm looking for something to watch on Netflix Netflix is, is still around in that year 2039 and uh, you can listen to this before you watch the Wormwood show it probably won't have anything to do with your how you experience it and Truth be told, this isn't really even quite a movie, but uh, we are reviewing Wormwood, the Errol Morris Netflix docudrama, I guess it's what it's called. Uh, so this is a hybrid docu, what is it called? Docudrama. A docudrama. Let's, let's look at what it, uh, this is the Wikipedia definition of a, doc, a docudrama. It's a genre of radio and television programming, feature film, and stage theater which featured dramatized reenactments of actual events. On stage, it's sometimes known as documentary theater. I'm not going to go on anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It, so uh, this is uh, Errol Morris, who, very famous 70-year-old, uh, I don't know why I said his age, it, not, not near here or there, but uh, he's 70 now, as of this recording, March 2018. Uh, he, he, of course, did Gates of Heaven, which is a his first film, which is a really good movie that I haven't seen in years, but uh, that's from 1978. That's about pet cemeteries. I'm not going to go through his whole filmography. I've actually reviewed the movie Tabloid, which I sort of watched not knowing that it was an Errol Morris film one day, and I reviewed it. I'm not even, I, I should go back and listen to that because I don't even know if I mentioned Errol Morris. I probably do. I probably did a little bit of research. You know, I try to do the bare men. The bare men, baby. That's bare minimum for you, a little shorthand, shorthand in podcasting. 
I've been thinking about adding a like a, a, a low in the volume music track to these reviews. But it's just more work. It's just more editing. And I don't I don't have the time, really, that's what it comes down to. So I'm not gonna do that. So I don't even know why I mentioned in this show. Yeah, Alright. Um Here we go. Oh, wait, where was I? Oh god, why did you look at I had a mild stroke just then. Talking about the filmography of Harold Morris, when I, I you know I've, I've seen a few of his films, not all of them, uh, but the first one I, I but I, I specifically remember where I watched his probably his most famous movie, which is The Thin Blue Line, and that was in a films class I took at Rutgers University, and it was a general kind of intro to film class. And what else did we watch in that? God, we watched some weird ones. Not weird in that like they were weird, but. Uh, we watched just like it was just a weird variety, um, like some real old, really old ones. I think we watched like you know the 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 really early like French films, like silent films. But then like the later films that were he chose to everything in the nineteen hundred, everything in like the nineteen forties on was such a so random to me. How, what got picked in this class, and I actually got a bad grade in that class, and kind of hated it to be honest with you. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna tell an antidote about the about a specific event that is not related to anything movies at all that happened in that class one day, but I'm it, it's uncouth and I'm not going to. I decided that just let it be. Um, it'll forever be a secret, and that's uh, got to keep them wanting more. Errol Morris, by and large, is a very respected filmmaker, and this is a very, very entertaining film. Did I get all of it? No, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not very smart. Uh, some portions of the actual story that this is is about uh, were over my head, or I just wasn't paying attention at the time when I watched them. I watched this back in January too, which is not helping me in my recollection. I think I watched it in like mid to January, maybe to early February, over like a two week span. I took in all the episodes, and there's only six, uh, like forty five ish minutes. 50 minutes ish episodes and but the style that I that that, that uh, uh the thin blue line and um, most not all of his movies but most maybe all of them have some element of docudrama but uh, maybe some don't maybe I think some of his other ones which again I've not seen some of his other more famous ones like fog of war some of the other political ones I haven't uh, watched but this one is right up my alley because it's based on the story of Frank Olson who I knew this story a little bit it was about the CIA's project MK Ultra Ultra project which was uh they were being covertly they co the CIA was covertly dosing uh subjects with with LSD to observe their behavior and kind of track it to see if it had any potential as a uh I don't know their motives I guess are still sort of unclear perhaps in terms of what they were trying to do but this Frank Olson character, he was a American biological warfare scientist, an employee of the CIA. And he died in 1953 under mysterious circumstances, thus setting forth the plot uh, for this, you know, it's a doc, it's a miniseries. I'm reviewing it, it's, it's, I'm doing this on a movie review show. Okay, that's not, uh, we do sort of go ab above and beyond the... Uh, um, 
what you want to call a movie, but to me, this feels like a movie. Uh, it feels like a very long movie. Um, as much as the O.J. Simpson one, with the O.J. Simpson movie, which I also reviewed, which is very good, the documentary, not the other show, but the documentary was considered a film because it won the Oscar for Best Documentary Film. That was longer than this. So... I'm counting this as technically a movie. It was made by a, a film director of documentary films. Um, it was right in my alley in terms of the, the plot. And the movie's very good. Is it great? I don't know if it's great. Again, partly because it's my own my own uh, inability to kind of de- to kind of flow with the with what was happening. And, and I and I think that's not all my fault. I mean, yes, I am very stupid, and uh, and, and wish every day to. Uh, I pray to God every day I wake up that I wish, why didn't you make me smarter? I gotta go through this life with this little bit of a dim-wittedness about me. And that's not great, but yet that's that's where, that's the lot I've found myself in. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, there, here we are, I'm doing a podcast here in my basement and, and uh, with my minor listenership. Not, not, neither here nor there. I, I, you know, I don't let those things influence the quality of the programming, and I hope, I hope you realize that. And, um, but also, but, but what I was getting at was that part of the plot is sort of intentionally not confusing. Confusing isn't the right word, but it's intentionally uh, murky because the story is very murky. There's a lot of holes still in this modern day. We know a lot, but we can't. Uh, uh, tell for sure. And so the movie kind of hinges on a couple different, it, it, it takes you, what I liked about this docudrama miniseries was that it took me down some paths that I didn't know quite where it was going. And it was zigging, it was zagging, it was zigging, it was zagging. And they, they introduced, the, and this really is a, not about uh, Frank Olson as it is, is about his son, Eric Olson, who beginning in i guess like the 60s or so on or maybe even in the late 50s on just i guess he was still a child then but but he he essentially uh devotes a, a good good amount of his life to uncovering the truth about what happened to his father understandably so and that's that's the real drama in this and and so the movie is uh, the the show is um back and forth between recreations of the uh the 50s and the two week, 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 two weeks leading up to the death of uh, Frank Olson, who was played by Peter Sarsgaard, uh, in in a role with you know not a lot of dialogue. It, it's 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 a lot of like just action, and then it's and the narration is then given by Errol Morris himself interviewing Eric Olson, the son, years later, and also other uh, individuals pertinent to the story. The family attorney, so on and so forth. Uh, other actors who play characters in the recreations: Molly Parker plays uh, the mother, Alice Olson, back in the day, and then some other names: Christian Camargo, Scott Shepard, Tim Blake Nelson, who you heard in the. Uh, I played the trailer at the top of this just to give you. I know that's not great for radio necessarily because it's not. It's you know there's 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 visuals thrown at you with music that that are or uh don't play well on the audio only medium bob Balaban and so forth and so on and um oh oh here we go 
So in order to be eligible for the Academy Award for Best Documentary, uh, the series was recut into a continuous feature after the Academy of Motion Pictures and Sciences, AMPAS, ruled that the multi-part documentary series were, were ineligible. So, wait. The series was, was recut into a continuous feature after, after they ruled the multi-part documentary series, such as the 2017 winner, o, the OJ movie, were, were ineligible. So they they must have made that rule after the OJ movie won. Because it says, however, the series was rejected from the by, into the documentary feature category. So it remains uh, and eligible in other, all other categories. What? This is confusing. And also not very interesting. It's interesting to me because I'm I'm weirdly interested by things like this, but I uh, can't imagine it's that interesting to y'all common folk out there. No, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, I gave the O.J. Simpson movie a very high score. It was a nine point something. This I'm not going to go that crazy with. I do feel like it's really good, though, and it needs to be like a high seven. I'm trying to just slot it in at the right spot here. Do I go real low eight or do I go real high seven? What do I do here? What do I do with this? I'm going to go real high seven. No, yeah, I'm going to go nine point. I'm going to go seven point nine seven nine. Seven point nine seven nine. Uh, it's because it, you know what? it's interesting. If I didn't quite glean it and I, uh, enough of of it, um, that's on me. I think <laughs> uh, because it is it really uh, it's it's a good watch. It's a good watch, and uh, it's a recommend for sure for me. Go go out and uh, go to your local Netflix. Uh, buy a ticket. Yeah, nowadays people don't realize you have to buy a ticket to for Netflix to you know you just have to let Netflix know you're watching it. So to, this is how they track this stuff because people are like, oh, how does it, how do you know? Uh, Netflix is doing good or not? Well, you got to get your Netflix ticket, and then for that you have to do a uh, you know you have to go online to order it. But what you're doing is uh, you're just ordering a self-addressed stamped envelope kit, and in that you just need to fill out your information like oh what movie or show you want to watch, and uh, why, and social security number for some reason I don't know why that they need that, but that's on there, and there's a bunch of other um, categories of things that they need. You write all that information down. You put it in the envelope. You lick the envelope. There's a there's actually a disclaimer that says if you don't use your if you don't press your actual tongue on the envelope, that you could lose your you could be banned from Netflix. So once you do that, you send it and you put the self address thing in the mail. You wait six to nine weeks, uh, and it's usually six. It's usually closer to six. But then they send they send you a ticket in the in the mail back. Once they have your information, but the show you wanted to watch, and that ticket says the show and the and the date, and uh, it gives you a window. It gives you like a four-hour window, uh, or in this case, uh, whatever four and a half or however many hours total this comes out to be. And when it does that, that's when you know uh, you that window is when you have to watch it, or else you it's you can't watch it again. And if you're caught watching it at a different time, you know they, again you can be penalized, you can be fined, they can revoke your your membership to Netflix very complicated it's just how we do things now you know it's 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 just the way of the the culture and so much better than having to get up and go somewhere else and actually like use your legs 
Uh, you know, you do have to use your legs to go to the post office, but you can do that thing where you put it in your mailbox and put the little uh, the flag up. That way, the mailman, when you put the flag up, the mailman knows that it's time to get your mail. And you uh, are saying, mailman, I have a stamp. I don't need to go to your to your office of posts. I have my own stamp. Will you take my letter? That's what the flag means to uh, post. That's just a little postal lingo. Like hobos have hobo language and hobo signs. That's just how you communicate with the post office people who uh, roam the streets. Anyway, I hope that was informative as well as my review. I'm going to end the show now. And I'm going to say to you, fellow, uh, fellow, let's not get crazy here, not fellow. Uh, I'm going to say to you, listener, the show has ended. Go in peace.